excited about for the next year's budget report that uh, Dr. Cooker, thank you for it, uh, agreeing to take a look at another, a different format that makes that a lot easier for us to digest for next year. Thank you very much for that. Now, budget business. Last week's Clark County School Board meeting as we approach 7.06 on Classics today. Uh, essentially, this, as I understand it, uh, the, the, there was to have been a vote on the budget. And the, and the millage rate instead, uh, kicking that can down the road just another few weeks. The end of the month, if memory serves here, and I'm working from memory, it's the 28th and the 29th. We'll have a millage rate hearing and a budget adoption a night later, and some public hearings uh, that that deal with both of those. But the commission has to, or the board, I should say, school board has to wrap it up by the end of the month as a new fiscal year starts at the beginning of next month. Concerns and listening line item any number of things in anybody's budget that you like that you don't like, and some concerns expressed by somebody who has some budget experience himself uh, from his time, couple of terms on the Athens Clark County Commission. Russell Edwards, frequent guest and friend of the program. I, I elevated him to pundit status a few moments ago. Russell Edwards joining us now. Russell Edwards, thanks for your time this morning. Great to be with you, Tim, as always. Concerns on your part about what you say are proposed cuts at the elementary school level. What are you worried about? I, uh, I'd like to see some changes made to this budget, Tim, uh, primarily uh, due to the fact that there's oddly a enormous rainy day fund in the, in the school board district budget right now as proposed. Uh, by state law, our school district is required to maintain a 15% fund balance so that, that would be about 50, they have to have 15% of their budget in a rainy day fund in case something happens like a, a pandemic, say. So 15% of their fund balance uh, would be around $31.2 million. Um, but actually, right now as proposed, they have a rainy day fund of around $52 million, 25% of their proposed budget. Uh, a quarter of it is now in a rainy day fund. And so I guess seeing this enormous surplus in the rainy day fund, I'm questioning the proposed cuts to programming that's happening uh, for certain elementary schools. Uh, in particular, right here in Five Points, Tim, uh, Barrow Elementary had a, a widely praise successful stem program for the elementary students science technology engineering and math uh, that program is is going to be cut under the current proposal um, i've also heard that uh barnett shoals has lost their uh, stem program and timothy road elementary they they built out a stem classroom but never hired a teacher for it and tim i guess i'm just wondering you know if we have a rainy day surplus why aren't we providing a STEM program to all of our elementary schools. Well, let me let me back up here. And the first thing I'm wondering uh, is, is you mentioned the state law that says you have to have the the rainy day fund, the, the reserve, and, and it has to be at the state level as well. That we talk about this, and they, they run a surplus. The money gets returned to the taxpayers as, as a result of actions of the governor and the legislature. But the point is at the state level, it's capped. It, it, you're saying that the 15 percent represents the floor. Wouldn't there be a ceiling? Could how is it that the school district or any school district could could operate so highly above that level with 
uh, with an additional $21 million, another 10% in surplus revenue. How, how is that even allowable by law, or is it? That's a good question, Tim. Uh, how, why is this allowable? You know, maybe there do need to be changes made at the state level to prevent this, I, I guess, over, you know, over preparation. Well, I mean, we, we can, you and I and anybody else, we can debate how the money should be allocated. You say send it to STEM. I might say send it to the band and buy more instruments. Whatever. We can disagree about how to spend the money. We can debate that. But what we have here, if you're accurate here, what you have is a school district that has about 10% more money than it needs. And it took that money from me. I might want it back. I mean, there's around $20.8 million fund balance surplus, Tim, $20 million. So, you know, Superintendent Hooker has expressed concerns about declining enrollment. And, Tim, I certainly understand if we need to make some changes to staffing levels to accommodate uh, new teacher-to-student ratios. But, but why are we cutting programming? You know, how, how are we going to address declining enrollment by cutting popular programs that serve our kids? So um, here we have a case where the money is certainly there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I encourage parents, people concerned across the county to reach out to your school board members, reach out to the superintendent and say, hey, you know, let's let's tap just a sliver of this fund balance and provide these programs to our students. By the way, just by way of, of a partial answer to my question, I ask about how whether this is allowable by state law, 15% uh, in revenue, rainy day revenue. Turns out school district policy, and this is from somebody who would know, school district policy caps it at 16%, whatever state law may say if state law says anything. School district policy says 16%, so by that reckoning, they're about 9% over in terms of what they have in that rainy day fund, just, just to get the, those details out there. Well, I know that I think maybe what this person might be mentioning, there is a local board policy to That's maintain what I'm a rainy day fund yeah. of 16 uh, percent. State law is 15. We have 16. So that, that though, to my impression, Tim, is that is a floor mm, for them. As so opposed I'm, I'm to a ceiling. Of, All right. Yeah, I'm aware of no maximum. Right. So, you know, I think we just have – Honestly, just a, a lot of money sitting around here. I'm wondering, uh, you know, if, if if the school board has been given the right advice on this one. All right, I mean, Russell Edwards with us. Now, you, you've, and on your time at the commission, uh, Russell Edwards, you dealt with any number of budgets every year, uh, budget and every year that you were there. And then and you, you know what that's like to deal with this and to get the slings and arrows from constituents. They don't like this. They want more of that. They want less of that. The current commission dealing with this right now. As a matter of fact, a budget vote is scheduled for tomorrow night. Uh, as I said, someone else may have different ideas about how to spend that money if, if spending it at all is the thing that they want to do. Uh, how do you, I mean, your priority may not be mine, and you you have a perspective of having to deal with that from behind the rail at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, uh, I think we're seeing it play out here on, on the commission uh, as well, these types of questions, you know, and um, it really comes to, Tim, you know, it, it really comes down to trying to make the best judgment of, 
what policy is going to best serve a majority of, of the community. And, you know, I know the commission is grappling with these questions. And, you know, to, to me, it was always odd, Tim, you know, everyone's uh, around budget time. One thing that struck me was, well, you know, everyone wants to back the blue until it's time to sign the checks. You know, if we're going to really uh, support our public employees, our police, well, uh, you know, there's some tough questions that come around budget time. Everybody wants low taxes until, uh, you know, we start talking about, well, we're going to have to cut hours at the library. So it certainly is a, a balancing of, of interest, a balancing of priorities. And it's really tough these days uh, as well with low unemployment, with other counties paying better wages. Uh, we've seen the school district having problems with school bus drivers. You know, mm. it's clear that we need to pay bus drivers more to ensure we get kids to school on time. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not an easy job. And so I guess that's why I would always encourage folks to uh, come out of the gate and communicate respectfully to uh, the commissioners and your school board members. You know, uh, there's enough antagonism in the world, Tim. <laughs> there really is, you know. And so maybe try to take a little bit out when you communicate with, with some of these folks who've, you know, made some sacrifices to, to serve the community. Sure. I mean, they're really public servants. Let me, let me quickly members. ask you about a commission matter, because I know the last time we had you on the show, Russell Edwards, uh, you, were, you, were, you had some pretty strong feelings about this. It looks now as though the commission's going to punt on the matter of Barber Street and some of the, the bicycle protections and those kinds of things. Uh, what's your understanding of what is going to happen? What would you like to see happen there? I mean, Tim, I, you know, I'd love to see uh, modern infrastructure be installed in, in our community. I mean, I, I see you out running often, you know, out around the county. And the more protected areas we can develop for kids and, and all folks of all ages to be able to bicycle safely around this county, the better for us in the long run. So I'm a strong supporter of protected protection protected mobility lanes protected bike lanes all around this county i think we need them so i i absolutely support the one on barber street and i'm i'm hoping and praying that the commissioners are communicating with each other to figure this thing out before tomorrow night because uh it certainly would be a lost opportunity i mean we have the the widely successful protected lane on prince this lane on Barber would tie into that and circulate folks all the way up Newton Bridge to General Time, all that new housing and commercial along Barber. I mean, this this absolutely makes sense. So, you know, it, it can be a little frustrating. I look at this, I'm like, man, this is a slam dunk. You know, <laughs> this thing would be awesome. Folks all over the boulevard neighborhood would be able to circulate to downtown so easily. It would serve so many hundreds thousands of people um so uh, you know i just hope they come together and, and do their homework communicate with each other and get this thing done russell edwards former anthony's clark county commissioner we'll leave it there thanks for your time this morning yeah tim appreciate you man for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.